Welcome to the Great Job Podcast, where we help you design your own handbook for raising amazing kids. I'm Emily Mall, a stay-at-home mom who's been in therapy for over a decade and is returning to work now. And I'm Dan Mall, a designer, creative director, entrepreneur, and author. We've been together for over 20 years and have spent the last 12 raising our two daughters. We believe that everyone deserves a non-judgmental space to show up as themselves, share, make mistakes, and grow. On this show, we pull back the curtains on everything we've tried, tested, and thought about so you can feel supported and less alone in your parenting journey. You'll leave each episode with practices, strategies, conversation starters, and support to set your kids up for the best future possible. Over the past few months, I've been taking notes in my notes app on my phone and just kind of logging all the sort of sayings that we say over and over to our kids, like on a daily basis. Oh, interesting. I have a, I have a similar note in my phone about that. Shall we compare notes? We shall. So this episode is about family values because we think, you know, it's really hard to operate a family without them. Like I know you wouldn't operate a business without them. And so it just gives you like a great base to make decisions from and how to operate from and everyone kind of understands, you know, their role in the system. And so I think, you know, it's not something you think about, you know, when you have a baby, like, okay, what are family values going to be now that we're like a unit? But I do think over time you start to develop some naturally or you pick them up from your family or, you know, you just develop your own based on your own internal systems what were yours? Did you have any in your family growing up? Oh, uh, I'm sure that we did. I don't know that I could state them. You know, like like we never had them written down anywhere. So I'm sure there were some that were like intrinsic and implied and assumed and stuff that we lived that I think in hindsight we might have been able to say. But I don't know that we had like an official charter or anything like that. Do I did did you have some? The only one I can remember is the golden rule to do unto others as you would have them do unto you, even though, you know, we were a religious family growing up until I was about 18. Um, And I do say that because it did stop (laughs) at one point. But, you know, I don't remember a lot of scripture, like biblical stuff. But the golden rule really does stick out because I feel like my parents were big on the like, if you don't want somebody to do that to you, don't do it to somebody else. My dad bit a kid because he bit us. I remember remember that. (laughs) So good. My dad's a pastor of a very strict conservative religion, guys. And I remember we were probably five, six. And I think the kid was maybe same age, maybe a little bit younger. And I think he was just in that phase where kids just bite. They have oral fixations at some point. I mean, and I think he bit my sister my brother I don't know but I remember my dad bit him and we were all like shocked like what and he was like if you don't want to be bit don't bite people and I was like wow <laughs> I, I mean I don't think that's the interpretation of that I don't think that, that, that that's how the golden what do you rule think works. he was trying to teach well I, I think that's what he was trying to teach no. but I, I'm saying I just don't think that's what the golden rule actually says <laughs> I don't think it's due to others what they do to you it's Due to others, what you want them to do to you. So I don't think it's a retaliation thing. Anyway, maybe we should talk about what what values actually are and, and what they mean. Like, do you have okay. a definition of what a value is, a family value or just a value in general? I think it's something that is important to you. It's like a stalwart. It's like a, what do they call the foundational stone in a house? The 
the like a keystone or a cornerstone yeah. or something. Yeah, it's like the place that you it's unwavering and it's something that is so core to your belief system and that's where you tend to make all your decisions from and you operate from and you hold yourself to that standard. It's like your own internal sort of compass. I like it. I uh did you just just make that up on the spot or is that something that you've thought about before? I made that up. Oh, that's good. Because I, I have had to look it up before because of creating company values. Um, so, you know, even though it's something that we haven't done as a family or at least not officially, and I didn't come up with it growing up, certainly for a company, it's like, well, a company's got to have values. So running a company, I was like, well, what what even is a value? And I, it's right along the lines of what you said. It's a, it's a belief that you have that makes you act a certain way. Um, before you just, you shut down your company of 10 years mm-hmm. um, recently, what were, what were the core values, I guess, of... So there were five, uh, and the five were... Well, technically, there were four written down, um, but we were adding a fifth one, which never got to add the fifth one officially. But the the four, and, I, and I'll tell you what the implied fifth one is, the four were work together, play together, eat together, and win together. And then the fifth one that we were going to add was learn together. We just never actually officially added that one. So those are the four and five that we had. And a lot of those were, again, they're, they're beliefs that we had that allowed us to act a certain way and reminded everyone to act a certain way. One of the things that when new people joined the company, they would always ask, what is our way to do this? And so that kind of forced me to go, well, what, you know, what are the ways to do? And it couldn't be so specific that we had to write rules for every single individual situation. The values were about how do we act in general? And that really helped people to figure out like what to do in in any particular situation. Do you think there are rules? Because just I was listening to you and what popped up in my mind was like, okay, so they help someone assimilate to a group that already has a set standard really quickly. And what popped in my head was like soccer or like sports, because that has a set of rules. And if you want to play with other people, you got to know them to just jump in and even be a part of the game and not be like fouled or whatever, kicked out. So do you think family values are rule-based? This is exactly why I looked them up. I was like, are they? (laughs) And so I don't think so. I think that the rules apply to the game. And I think values apply to the teams. So like different teams can have different values based on who the players are, what their strengths are, who their coach is. You know, I I think sports is a really good metaphor for for this. Can you give me an example as a non-sport? sports yeah. person sorry to, sorry to resort to sports no i think about no, it's interesting because <laughs> it made me think of like group settings where people have to all assimilate and act the same way together they literally wear uniforms so it, i'm just curious yeah so i play basketball so i'm gonna i'll pick a basketball analogy because i know it best in basketball there are rules like out of bounds is in the same place in every game that you play a two-pointer is always worth two points. A free throw is always worth one point. A three-pointer is always worth three points. That The quarters are a certain length. Like those things don't change. So to me, those things are rules. And those are essentially the constraints of how you play the game. Uh, but values, there are some teams that have values that are like defense wins ball games, right? And there are other teams that are like, no, scoring the most wins ball games or passing the ball most wins ball games. And so those are different values. And I think that with rules, rules can be right or wrong and they can define right or wrong, but values define how you operate. So I, I think that's why that's partly why I looked it up was like a, a value is just a belief. You don't know if it's right. Um, it's just something that you believe. It's just something you choose. Yeah, like you I choose to believe in Santa or God or unicorns yeah and and values can change as things change on your team if you have a team that is offensively minded then picking defense wins ball games is not a good value anymore 
because things change. So I think values can kind of shift to the situation that you're in. But ideally, maybe they shift as little as you can you can help them to shift. I think it's cool because it sounds like they're a differentiator in an area or in an arena where like everyone is doing the same thing. So if I even relate that to families, it's like, yeah, we're all trying to raise awesome kids, but we all have different beliefs about how we go about doing that and what's important to us. And so we're going to be different. Yeah. I know one of the things for my company when like the values weren't enough. So on their own, you know, when we had those work together, uh, play together, eat together, learn together, win together, a lot of people would still ask, like, what does play together mean? Because it needed more definition. So one of the things that we ended up adding was in our company handbook that we added two columns to the values. One was what does it look like and what does it sound like to do this thing? So what does it look like to eat together? And we had stories in the company handbook of like, oh, this is what it looks like to to work together. This is what it sounds like. When people are saying this or doing this, they tend to say these words or they tend to, you know, have a particular tone associated with them. And then the, the third column that we added eventually was, who can you talk to at the company about this thing? Like Matt was really good at the play together part. So if you're struggling on your team about what to do to play together, you should talk to Matt about this thing, or you should talk to Joshua about this thing or Crystal about this thing. And so like, I think those kinds of things round out values because sometimes just having the belief isn't enough. It's not specific enough. It's abstract. And so you need some ways to kind of make that specific. And it sounds like it creates alignment because, I mean, maybe this isn't super true for family. You're not going to, you know, kick your kids out if they're not playing together or, you know, but it does give you a point of tension or place to be like, hey, this is something that's important to us. Let's talk about it. How can we make this work in our family and how do we all become more aligned around these beliefs and values and things? And I, I think it helps come up with rules for your family that are really applicable to your family um, that tie to the values and, and help you figure out a way that you want to act because you're giving it a context. And I think that's the, the thing that values do really well is they give you the context to be able to figure out how to operate within. Yeah, that's really cool. And so we have a bunch of those for our kids. And um, I think we're just going to go through our list. I think I have way more than you, but mine are a little bit redundant. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'd be curious to see how they compare. Oh, okay, so here's mine. It is not the kid's job to make the parents happy, and it is not the parent's job to make the kids happy. Happiness is created and managed by oneself. Okay, that's cool. I, I have one, the closest one that I have. I, I've only got like three or four here, so I think yours, yours is going to be a longer list. The closest one that I have to that is uh, don't worry about p- what people think. So I think that's one that relates less to the parents role to the kids and the kids role to the parents, but just more about like self-care and, and making sure that you are prioritizing things of your own within the context of your values uh, or, or the family values. And that is one of the family values that like everyone should be individually taken care of by themselves because otherwise we can't help to take care of each other. Yeah. I have one that's similar. It's we don't worry about what others think of us. That is none of our business and we don't have to take that on. We stay in our lane and take care of our own thoughts, feelings, and actions. Yeah, nice. That's good. I like it. Okay, what else? Um, This one is, we don't have opinions about something until we've tried it ourselves. Opinions are personal. They are not fact. I like that. I don't have this one written down, but I think that's something that we repeat to our kids all the time. Like the ability and the desire and the opportunity to try new things. Um, like I think that's something that like happened since they were kids, like from from Daniel Tiger episodes of like you gotta try new food because yeah. it might taste good. Uh, I love that song. You gotta try new food because it might taste good. That's I, I like that one. Uh, and so I think that's something that even now I was saying to to Charlie yesterday, like 
every time I ask her, like, hey, do you want to try this? If, if we go out to eat, you want to try, you know, one of the things that's on my food? She's like, yeah, sure. And it's like, it's not even a thing. And I remember that being such a tough thing when they were kids. Yeah, when they were little. Just like arm wrestling them to even just try something new. Uh, and now it's just, I think, I guess part of our family value. It's part of our culture. Oh, interesting. Okay, so let's come back to that because I think that's what values do is they help you create, create a culture. culture. So, okay, yeah. We'll we will get there. We'll get okay. there. Okay. Um, another one is we make lots of mistakes. We are not perfect. We forgive ourselves and others. Hmm. I like that. I, uh, I don't have one that's close to that. The one that is the closest, even though it's not the same thing, is to do everything to the best of your ability. Oh, interesting. I feel like that was in my family. I well, because that's a biblical thing, right? It is? Yeah. Like, uh, whatever you do, do with all your might. Yes. And that was a thing, a big thing I remember in my household of like, you know, if mom and dad asked you to do something... You do it right the first time that I think that was closer. Interesting. So I for was personally, I disagree with that. I don't like that as as part of the culture of, you know, certainly at work. I don't like when people try to do things the right way the first time. I think it, it like gets to a standard of perfection that I think is unrealistic. Yeah, I think some I think what they were trying to get to with us as kids was like not being lazy because I don't know if you guys have asked your kids to do anything around the house, but like, it's always like half-assed. Like it's not a hundred percent done. It's usually like 80% on a good day. Yeah. I think that's the spirit of the version that's on my list too, that do everything to the best of your abilities. Like, I mean, if you're going to do it, can you like try to do it? Well, it doesn't have to be perfect, but yeah. like, you know, don't phone it in. Give it your best shot. Yeah. All right. Here's another one. We believe that no one can make you feel or do anything. You like always that. have a choice. Now, this one we've said a lot. Yeah, totally. Like I'm, I'm almost embarrassed that I don't have that on my list. But I'm like, yep. It's up there with what we talked about in a previous episode with the F word, fear. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's up there yeah. with that in our household. We were like, oh, she made me mad. And I'm like, nobody can make you mad. You are choosing to be mad right now. Go for it. Be mad. But that's not her fault. Or her responsibility, it's yours. You can be mad, but it's not, she didn't make you mad. Yeah, and I think the spirit of that is just the ownership of your own feelings. I think that's like a running theme through all this stuff is like, what ownership do we take for stuff that's ours? And then what, like, what is other people's businesses? And this kind of hints at something that I know we're going to have an episode about later, which is is boundaries. Boundaries. So, yes, yes. Okay, cool. What else we got? I I like this list. I mean, in that same vein, we respect boundaries with ourselves and others. So that one is a big one. Um, We don't really say that to the kids, though. So I think we say it in those sort of ways, like no one can make you feel anything. You're not responsible for other people's feelings. Like that's in the boundaries zeitgeist. Um, But I don't think we've ever said, hey, that is inappropriate boundaries. You know, I don't think we use that language with them. Well, Well, I think so back to like the company handbook that I had. I think that's why it's useful to separate like the values might not necessarily be a thing that you say. It's a thing that you feel or know, but there are versions of how you can say it. Um, so like, mm-hmm. even though we don't say it doesn't mean it's not a value, but it does bring up the question of like, well, then how would they know that it's a value? Yeah. So it's got to be stated somewhere. Yeah. That's why I started writing them down in the notes app. I was like, you know what? I need to be able to have them somewhere and then I need to be able to put them somewhere for the kids. And this one is kind of related. In conversations, we let the other person know if we just want to be listened to or if we want advice. Or the other person asks. We always ask before giving advice. Mm. 
I okay. So this is an interesting one because I think of all of them so far. I'm like, yep, I buy all those. I agree with all those. I agree with this one, but it seems less of a belief. That's like, true. Like it's like, what do we believe that leads us to have that particular action? Because it almost seems like that's the action that comes from a value, not necessarily the value itself. Well, I think then it's a a piece of the boundaries, like guys, again, like it's. Yeah. A part of the like, you know what? Don't cross somebody else's boundary. They didn't ask you for your opinion or your advice. So mind your business. I and think maybe mind your business is the value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this sounds more like just a like a practice. All right. Roll on. Okay. We don't rescue each other from our feelings, but we encourage and support and offer love. I, I want to come back to this one in the... Like, I know we've asked our kids what they think our family values are. And there's one that only one that they say that I think is related to this one. What so, is it? Well, it, it's the feelings are farts. Oh, so <laughs> we'll come back to that in a minute. But I want you to finish your list. OK, um, I think this one's related to one you might have said earlier. We don't worry about fitting in or belonging. We don't abandon ourselves for these things. We aren't responsible for others feelings. That's another part of the bound. I think boundaries is just really big in our values. At least it is for yeah. me because I didn't even know what they were until I started therapy. So I didn't realize I was missing them and I didn't realize how desperately I needed them until I learned about them. And I have to say, and I want your opinion on this over the last decade of therapy, working on this and like practicing it, because I think it's like a muscle you just build over time. I think I went from like a baby boundary person to I think I'm like almost an adult boundary person. I was in the teens for a while there. There was still some stuff I could work on and I still am worried about hurting somebody else's feelings. But I think that's something I've worked on over the last decade. And I don't know. What do you think? Do you think I'm an adult boundary person? I think so. Although I would probably say it a different way, like because it sort of implies that like, well, adults are good and kids are bad. I don't quite believe that. You know, so I'm like, I think you're like intermediate to advance on boundaries. Yeah, I think I just like saying like, I'm like a teenager boundary person. I yeah, but like again, I'm, that's like some, te- you know, some te- teenagers have good values. Some, yeah, some teenagers have excellent boundaries. I bet you you had excellent boundaries as a teenager. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, you're probably right. I didn't know you as a teenager. You did. So that's true. You're probably great at them. Thanks. All right. Here's another one. <laughs> um, we don't read minds. and We don't assume people can read ours. We ask questions. Cosign. Yes. All right. We practice integrity, doing the right thing, even when no one is looking, being honest, even when it's hard. Do what we say we will do when we said we would do it. Yeah. So when we ask our kids about what our family values are, that one doesn't come up. But I know that they they feel that one because in particular, our oldest, she will often say like integrity, you know, like <laughs> yeah. she'll kind of show us that she's doing something that shows she has integrity. And I'm not mad at that at all. I, you know, I'm like, yep, please keep pointing out places that you have integrity because I think it's a reminder to them that they can do that and I think like we can reward it and we can encourage it and you know so I like the call out of that and so I think that integrity is something that they definitely feel like is part of our family even though I don't know that they would have stated it as part of their family values as as our family values yeah so I would say just the running theme so far because I'm like oh yeah integrity is a big one boundaries and integrity seem to be up there yes which one day I intend to design (laughs) Uh, a family a for, like a family yeah a family logo and all that kind of stuff uh, i have one more i agree that the running themes are boundaries responsibility feelings and integrity like those kind of themes come up those aren't all values but i think that's like the zones um, the one that i have that i don't think that you have covered in, in any of yours is do your work first then you get to play 
So I think that fits maybe in the responsibility part, but like our kids do this all the time where like they want to play first and then like, you know, the morning that they have to go to school, they remember that they have homework, you know? And so I think trying to instill in them that like, if you get your work done first and whatever you have to do, homework or housework or schoolwork or whatever it is, then you can spend all the rest of the time after that playing, you know, playing video games, playing outside, what, you know, all the leisure activities that you want to do, but you get your work done first. I think that one is particularly hard because they want to come home there's a a transition stage from going from school to home and and especially parents of little kids you know how hard it is for kids to have transitions and I'll be honest as an adult sometimes it's hard for me I'm like wow we just got back from vacation and it's like two weeks later I'm still recovering so I empathize with them and my deep levels of empathy are like, I don't know, they come home. I just want them to relax and like have a snack before they jump into homework and getting their work done, except it is really hard to get them back into the mindset of like, oh, now I got to do work. So there is a lot of jumping around. So this one is particularly difficult. It requires a lot of like consistency on our end. Yeah. And I think that's where the responsibility part kind of ties into is like, I I think that's why it's important is it it sort of teaches them responsibility. Like as an adult, as someone who does knowledge work every day, transitions are hard. Context switching takes time. There's a lot of articles and science around the idea that like every time you switch a task, there's at least 30 minutes there that your brain needs to catch up. So to introduce multiple transitions is really difficult and actually is it helps it doesn't help people be productive in the things that they need to get done and in their responsibilities. So I think I think the overarching theme of that is a responsibility theme and I think that's one particular execution of it. Okay, so let's go back to feelings or farts. I forget if we've talked about this on this podcast already, but as a reminder, you know, I because I think this is an important one. It's like Every time we talk to our kids about family values and we go, what do you think our family values are? They always say the first thing is like feelings are farts. And so for those of you who haven't, you know, heard that episode or seen this reference before, it's it's the idea that like uh, we saw this on an Instagram reel somewhere that feelings are like farts in that if you try to keep them in, they really hurt you. It's painful for you. And sometimes when you let them out, other people think they stink but it's worth it. It's worth it to get out. And so, you know, I love that idea around feelings. I like that our kids have internalized that. So again, that's not quite a family value. It's more like a family saying or something like that. But I think, I think there's probably a value around that, that like you talked about already, that we have a lot of values around feelings and responsibility and boundaries. I think it kind of fits in, in that vein. Yeah, I think that's really important to me. I like that we're making light of it, but you know, half of my therapy work is suppression based because I was a pastor's daughter. There were a lot of the feelings and things that weren't talked about intentionally. And so, and even then I'm an introvert and I'm empathetic and it's just, I am not a sharer of the feelings all the time. And sometimes I feel them so deeply, it's just hard to get them out. So I think specifically for our kids and their personalities and our personalities, it's important that we all validate feelings and make sure that there is nothing wrong about having them we see them as guideposts to direct our actions and we let our kids know all the time this is one of my favorite things from therapy is that feelings are like they are like farts but they're also like clouds and that they just come and they go Uh, my therapist often calls them like guests like imagine them as like just coming into your house like say you're having a party and like a guest comes in and hangs out and then they leave and or you can keep them there or you can kick them out or you can you know they're just around and then they go like it's not they don't live there and they aren't who you are 
And they just are there to let you know that something is going on that needs attention. And I think that's it. All right. So, so what do you think all parents should have family values and like what level of formality? Like, should it be written somewhere? Should it be something that, you know, you, you made the example earlier about like, you know, when, when somebody's about to have a kid, we got to write our family values down. Like, is it, is that too early? Is that too late? What, what do you think about that? I think when you first have kids and you're starting your family, unless you know from the jump what your family values are and what they're going to be, I don't think it's a time that you really need to sit and flesh this stuff out. I think you're in survival mode. You're boot camping it with a kid. You're trying to keep them alive. You're trying to keep yourself alive. You're trying to exist and be a person and figure out who you are. So there's so much happening in those first few years. I don't know that it's like wildly important to figure out because it's going to come out later when your kids start asking questions about the way you do things and the way other families do things. So I think maybe start thinking about it early. And then, you know, as you grow into your role as a parent, you start to really understand, Oh, what's important to me and what do I want to teach my kids and what do I want them to take away from our home once they go and start their own family? How can we be the best version of ourselves? I think that values can be emergent. I think a lot of people want to define them before they need them and then have them, which I think is, is a good thing. But I think a lot of times it's like, see how you act naturally. So what are the things that come natural to your family that feel like, yeah, that was a thing that we want to repeat. And then there might be a value in there already that you just need to pull out. So I think that a lot of values come from what are your natural actions? What are the actions that you feel like that was really good for us? And, and that's something that I want to happen again, you know, if we're if we're ever in the situation again and then notice what the thing is from that. So I think a lot of values are, are emergent. I think that ideally it would be great to have values at the time where your kid starts asking why, you know, which usually comes in the like, you know, three year old, four year old, like they want to know why about everything. And so it'd be nice to have that because values are a reason. Again, it's like it's a belief that dictates your actions or like helps you act a certain way. And so it'd be great to have at that point. But I think, it, you know, it's also OK that like once your kids are in, in that pivotal stage, you know, once they're in that six year old, eight year old, 10 year old, like those are the times where I think it's going to really be important because it's it is laying a lot of the groundwork for how you're going to operate for the rest of your life with, as a family. And now you're giving your kids advice more than you're just teaching them how to like eat and brush their teeth you know now they're like well so my friend is doing this and my other friend is doing this so what do I do and now I'm like I found myself a few months ago looking at my oldest and being like what is important about friendship and I need to instill that into her so she can sort of make her own decisions because I'm not a parent that wants to make all these decisions on my kid's behalf. I'm here to try to facilitate her decision making. I'm here to guide her on, hey, when stuff like this happens, what do you think? What are your options? What, you know, what can you do when this friend is like this or this friend is doing this? And so I was like, I think I need to Google friendship real quick. I think I need it. I'll be right back. But we had a really good conversation about it. And it even made me think about mine, my own friendship. So I was like, you know, Again, being a parent calls into play a lot of your own stuff, a lot of the stuff, you know, you deal with on the regular, the way you operate in the world and, you know, the way your parents operated in the world and trained you. So, you know, a lot of us stick with what we learned, which is cool. And some of us are like, absolutely not. I'm going to go a whole different direction. And some of us are like, I need to learn some new tools and some new tricks and some new tips because 
the world is changing and I want to keep up and I want to raise this kind of kid. So, you know, it's kind of all tied into intentional parenting. And I think that's what family values does. It forces you to look at what's important to you, what's important to your partner, what's important to your worldviews and just create your family to be its own specific, different, awesome, cool kind of unit. Values are often described as a system. And like when I think of, when I think about systems, I think about things that apply to more than one thing at the same time. So you know, as you're mentioning, when your kid is younger, you're teaching them to do one thing at a time. Here's how you fold your clothes. Here's how you clean up after yourself. Here's how you eat. And so I think as they get older, you start to want to like scale that. So you have to come up with things that are more abstract, things that connect like the way that I do eating is that the same way that I do friendship, right? And those seem like two very separate things. And so that's where values come into play is like, I need a principle or a value that will guide both of these things. For example, moderation is a value that can guide both the way that you eat and the way that you hang out with your friends. It re- it's true. I Lately, I've been saying to our youngest, like, hey, notice how you feel when you're full and you don't want to, your tummy doesn't really need a dessert. And then notice how you feel when you're around friends that make you feel good. And notice how you feel when you're around other friends that maybe make you feel uncomfortable or something else. Like that will help you determine how to act and like if this is a good friend for you or not. And you don't have to be friends with everyone. You want to be friends with people who make you feel good when you, you know, are done with them at the end of the day. So these are just kind of weird things that come up as a parent that you're like, how do I navigate teaching my kids? Just these like basic things. But I think family values gives you a place to start. And that is like so confidence building. And I think that's that's why they come into play when for pivotals is that like values are a form of abstraction. And like until a certain point, your kid just doesn't know how to deal with an abstraction. Like they don't have the capability to deal with an abstract thought. So I wish I knew the science behind like at what age is your kid able to handle an abstract idea? Because probably that's probably the time where family values can kind of fit in. I think that's a good reason why, you know, having family values when you have an infant isn't necessarily going to come into play until years from then when your infant grows up and is able to handle an an abstract idea. I think that's true. Don't worry about family values until your kids can talk to you, okay? (laughs) For those of you parents whose kids are under the age of six, you're doing a great job just keeping them alive and keeping their fingers out of light sockets or, you know, electrical sockets. You're doing great. And then for those of us with these pivotal kids, if you are finding yourself struggling with, picking these different areas and points of value from like, just think about some of your own and maybe throw them down on a notes app like me and just see what the themes are and what's important and like what you repeat, you find yourself repeating to your kids over and over. And I think that's a great place to start. What I want to do with family values next is like, to me, they're a, they're like a positive form of propaganda. How do you get a group to believe something together? Like you have to repeat them a lot and how does that happen in society? Well, like I want to put posters up around the house of our family values. Like I want to, I want to have propaganda, you know, to our family that, and of course, you know, I'm designer speaks in designer terms, right? Like I want to make things that remind the kids, you know, I want to make swag. I want to make t-shirts. I want to make posters. I want to make, you know, notebooks that have them inscribed in the front. 
Um, Because I think all of those are ways that like wherever they are, I want to put stickers on water bottles. All right, folks, you've heard it from Dan first. Our products will be out late next year. (laughs) (laughs) The family value stickers. I like it. A sticker pack. That's really good. Or we could just make plaques, you know, like the be a sweetie and wipe the CD plaques they have in bathrooms. Like the the hang in there (laughs) cat that's like hanging on the rope. (laughs) Yeah. Why not have some like families that fart together, stay together? This is great. Okay. I'm going to get started working on this. Well, keep your eyes peeled for our product line. Um, So I think one of the things that we do want to do eventually is just create this list for our kids because I think what I'm learning and just doing all this research and raising kids at this age is it is really helpful to have something for them to reference. And so us just saying it and repeating it over and over sticks like the way I can name flowers when I go out on a walk is because that's what my mom and my aunts would do when we were outside. And so now I'm like, oh, that's a hydrangea. That's a daylily. That's a maple tree. Like I just know because they would just do it. So I think while just saying it out loud is helpful, I think the next step is to for us to write it down and post it somewhere. So we're going to get into that. Maybe we'll have some parent products coming your way. Know that If you don't have family values, it's not too late. And if you do have family values, great job. Until next time, keep up the good work. You're doing a great job. Thank you so much for joining us. If you love this content, please download the episode, subscribe to the podcast, and share with anyone in your life who wants to be more intentional about raising amazing kids. If you want more from us, please join our email list at greatjob.kids newsletter to get more parenting strategies, tips, tools, and templates directly to your inbox. You can also find Great Job on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. You're doing a great job. <laughs>